have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hey, this is Andy Harris. Yes, you heard correctly. That Andy Harris. You know, the guy who main evented the first season of this podcast and also the producer of the This American Laugh with Aristotle Atari and Andy Harris podcast. And you are listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Flynn Hendricks. PWC Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 in the zone. Are you needing some decals made? Maybe some vinyl or monograms? Then you need to go check out my wife's Etsy shop at Decals by Kins. That's K-Y-N-S. Go over to Etsy.com slash shop slash Decals by Kins and you can check that in the show notes as well and see what she's done for other people and see what she can do for you. And I'm speaking from experience here. All of my water bottles, my protein bottles, they all have something that she's printed and put on there and those things last. So if you need something like that for a gift, for your family, for your kids, or even for your yourself go check out what she can do for you and as a special treat for my listeners if you use the promo code flynn that's f-l-y-n-n she's even going to get you 10 percent off your order now you can't beat that so go check it out and see what she can do for you and i know you hear me welcome back everybody to another exciting week here on the i know you hear me podcast with me flynn hendricks and Somewhere in studio over here, I've got Jeff working his engineering wizardry, so that this show sounds pretty for all you fine listeners out there. And I want to take a minute, if this is your first time tuning into the show, trust me when I say you tuned into a good one. And after this show is done, and even if you have been listening for a while and you haven't done this already, go get subscribed. This podcast is on all major podcasting platforms. We've got it for everybody. We make it easy. So go on there, subscribe, leave that five-star and a written review if you feel so inclined to do so, and then go jump back into the archives. I've got over a year's worth of awesome guests back there that you've got to get caught up on, and then you got to share it with your friends because that word of mouth helps too. And after you've done that, go get caught up and get connected on social media. I am on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, I'm there. And then I've also got my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, there as well. So if you're into all things spooky, it's on all podcasting platforms. It needs a five-star and a written review. And it's also on all social media platforms. So get connected, share, and do that word of mouth because it helps out more than you know. And on top of that, if you want to support these podcasts, we do have merch available. 
We've got shirts that we can ship to you directly, or you can check out my Pro Wrestling Tees link in the show notes below. And a portion of all of these sales will help go to the Nashville Humane Society for monthly donations. That way all these pets can get their vaccinations and hopefully find a forever home. But now that I've got all that out of the way, I do want to say I hope everybody that's tuning in is having a great week so far. I know the world is a crazy, crazy place. We can get high strung. Things can get crazy. We can get stressed out. But I hope this podcast is finding you in a good place. And I hope by the end of today's interview, it's going to leave you in a better place. And you want to go back and you want to listen and keep finding that happy place and get it out there to the world. Man, oh man, this is a... This is a guest that has a very diverse background. At this point, I'm lucky I haven't been walking around like Swiss cheese after knowing her for two years. And oddly enough, you've heard a lot of people that I've mentioned in previous interviews that I've become friends with. I've met them through random voiceover classes that I never would have had the chance to meet had the pandemic not happened. Silver lining, right? But man... I met this chick almost two years... Well, no, it's been over two years now at this point, which is crazy to say, and I've said it before, I should probably copyright this phrase, time has no meaning anymore. I can't believe that it's already been two years. But we got introduced through Chris Rager's workshop, so if you're into voice acting or you're looking at getting into it, cheap plug, go take his workshop because you will learn a shit ton. But let's get into her credentials here real quick. Not only is she a voice actor... She is a cosplayer, and actually, let's take it one step further. She is a badass master cosplayer, and she's also an Olympic fencer, and she teaches it. So again, I'm lucky I haven't been walking around here like Swiss cheese, but within saying that, it's my pleasure to have on the show here tonight, Maddie Rice. Maddie, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Hi, thank you for having me. I've been trying not to laugh through your whole intro. (laughs) I would never turn you into Swiss cheese. (laughs) Well, I'm glad somebody finds me funny. But (laughs) seriously, though, I know uh, we had a little bit of a hiccup here trying to to get everything scheduled. You know, dad issues came up, so got to take care of the youngin. But you were a champ. You were patient. And I, I can't tell you again how much I appreciate that. Oh, not a problem at all. I've been excited about this for a month, so I'm <laughs> I really know, excited. Right? <laughs> it, which, it's crazy to say that I'm I'm booking that far out in advance. That still blows my mind, and I've even got some past that. So, hey. I know. I'm, I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I don't remember him being this famous when I met him. And just over this time, you're just like, now I've got to wait a month to talk to you. <laughs> please, please don't let my head or my fragile ego grow anymore because it's going to be a Humpty Dumpty fall in the end. <laughs> But man, let's uh let's talk about you too because you've got quite the extensive resume and I mean I think when I first met you, you were probably the most experienced voice actor in the workshop with Chris that we took and you know again like ADR and dubbing, that was uh I think my first experience doing that. You made it look so easy. So I want to I want to come back to that, but starting off, I want to know what got you into this world of voice acting? What drew you in and what was it like for you getting your foot in the business? Oh, man, that's that's so sweet of you to say because um, every class I had taken up until that Chris Rager class, mm-hmm. um, you know, you kind of have a tendency to like place yourself in whatever group yep. you're in. Um, and I felt like in all these classes I've taken, I felt like um, 
I am the least experienced person here. You know, like I sound, um, you know, I, I frankly sound not as good, not as experienced as everyone else. You know, when it came to like showing emotions and things, I would just kind of like try to like, you know, punch it with a lot of emotion and <laughs> kind of basic beginner stuff. And then I, I took that class and everyone's like, wow, wow, like great job with the with the ADR thing. And I was like, oh man, uh, I didn't even realize that um, between the course of the other classes I had taken and Chris Rager's class, how much I'd actually been practicing. Right. And it wasn't until that class that I realized like, oh my gosh, all of this silly, I, and I, I didn't even think of it as working. I just regarded it as playing because it was something I did after work. And I was like, wow, that all really paid off. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was weird to see. Um, but no, uh, so, you know, I kind of... Uh, started watching anime at a young age i think uh I, my uh mom had brought back some vhs tapes from a friend's house one time and uh i started watching stuff like you know akira and you know guyver bio booster armor mm -hmm. record of lotus war and i got i got so hooked um because i'm especially into like medieval fantasy stuff and uh you know i watched more and more and then it kind of just became like um a source of inspiration and i feel like anytime you're really interested in the arts it's not just because you like pretty colors or fashion right um, i think it's because you kind of end up developing something of like a moral attachment to it that makes and sense so, yeah yeah so when you start watching things like you know uh, uh naruto and uh, stuff like that a uh, good in lagan is one of my favorite ones <laughs> my worst day i'm just like pierce the heavens oh god <laughs> you know um not just those characters are inspiration for everyday life um right. that, it, that impacts me and everything but i thought you know god i'd really like to be that voice in somebody else's head yes because uh, it's 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 almost um it's uh it's not just the words you remember it's the way that they're said that that really impacts you emotionally 100%. and so i thought if I could do that, maybe maybe I could pass a little more of myself, the best parts of myself that I have to offer on to other people. So I think that was the driving force. Absolutely. And then just out of curiosity, too, when your family sees you like taking to this this world of anime and, you know, like the medieval things that you're interested in as well, what is their reaction to that? Are they supportive? Are they trying to put some distance between you and those things there? Do they understand it? What's that dynamic like? It's pretty funny. I feel like I have probably one of the most accepting families about it. Um, and especially because, you know, we're all very close. So we have a lot of conversations about like, like where we are in life, how we're feeling, um, not, not just generic check-ins, you know? So, um, I spent probably, oh God, three or four years of my teenage life um, with my Naruto headband on my forehead. Oh, wow. I wore it every single, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I'll have to get my, I'll drag my dad on here and get him. But it was almost <laughs> becoming, 
<laughs> they'd always been super, super supportive of it. Um, but it was getting to a point to where like it was getting kind of embarrassing for me to wear this like headband that's now falling apart and it's probably getting kind of smelly. And so like I could like a couple of times my dad was like, hey, you know, maybe, uh, you know, don't wear that to like every family thing. And I'm like, but, you know, I, I really like it. So it's a free country. <laughs> And he never, he never, he always tolerated me wearing it to all the family functions and the outings and the whole family getting stared at because I was either wearing a ridiculous outfit or that stupid headband. Um, uh, so even when it caused them a little bit of embarrassment, they've always fully supported me in it because in talking to me about it, they knew how important it was to me uh, on an emotional level and how it helped me grow as a, as a person, which sounds super cliche to say, but, but they knew it enough to endure the cringe phase. So right, I appreciated right. that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And then like before that too, had you had any kind of like acting experience, whether it was like elementary or middle school drama, even high school drama club, had you done any of that? No, I am an Oklahoman homeschooled kid. Oh, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> Learning new things every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I swear to God, next I'll tell you I'm an alien here in 30 minutes, you know. But, um, yeah, I was I was homeschooled. So, like, uh, after the fifth grade, I was never into the drama stuff. I'm still not really into theater. Right. Um, but because I ended up wanting to dress up as my favorite characters, uh, my parents let me go to a convention and just kind of naturally when I, you know, dressed up as the character, um, I enjoyed interacting with other people as the character. You know, we would form groups and mm -hmm. I, I guess it was essentially just kind of kind of role play, casual role play. And I kind of consider that my initial introduction to acting because then I started realizing that I would only cosplay characters that I uh, looked and sounded like and could kind of portray in an accurate way and so people would come up and say it, it's crazy like you know like I know that uh, you were just having a conversation with your friend just a minute ago but you're acting kind of just like uh, how Nurse Joy or Naruto would act you know naturally if they were right. to, like you know I'd move my hands around and stuff a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, and I, man, I, that's that is an introduction to acting. Now that like now that I've heard it put like that, I mean, one hundred percent. Like you know the character, you know the background, you know the intricacies, and again, you even mentioned too, like you know the the vocal range of that character. Even you know what's in your wheelhouse, and here you are putting it into play right there. Like that's. Man, that's a form of acting I would have never even considered. So, again, you're teaching me new things every day here. <laughs> I didn't realize it either, but yeah, it just turned out that way. Man, that is awesome. So, like, with the cosplay even, what, like, outside, like, you know, obviously wearing the headband for, you know, three or four years out of the teenage, the teenage uh, time frame there, but what got you into, like, cosplay? Because, you know, that's one of the biggest things that, like I've noticed on your social media is just like the different kick-ass cosplays that you have how did you get involved in that and how did you you know like not only be so comfortable with yourself because I'm not brave enough to cosplay I'll go ahead and say that right now but how did you like develop that confidence and then also the skills to make those outfits to match those characters oh man it definitely was 
uh, a process because like I said after the fifth grade I was homeschooled for a really long time didn't go to high school or anything so about the time one of my birthdays rolled around and my parents sent me to the convention I um, was so st- uh, nervous and awkward to talk to people. Um, it, it's like uh, when the the waiter comes up to the table and mm-hmm. you get really nervous to talk about it. So like you memorize your order. Um, so they come and you tell them and they're like, oh, oh, that that comes with a side. What side do you want? And uh-huh. I would just, boom, I would just go red. And I was just like, oh God, uh-huh. like, it's not, it's not a big deal. You know, like just, just turn the menu over and, and pick a side, you know, but I just got, you know, uh, so nervous. You feel like an inconvenience to everybody. So right. I'm just like, it's fine. I don't need the side. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, kind of uh, going to the convention and getting used to talking to people, one. And then two, um, everybody's just really very supportive. I've only met a couple of nasty people at conventions, but overall, um, in my first year where I was that awkward and people, I would see people go out of their way, like clear the hallway through a group of people to come over and tell me, you look great, you know, um, made me feel like... uh, really excited and (laughs) it was it's hard to explain at the time because I just wasn't used to talking uh, about people and so I thought there weren't words to describe how generous I felt these people were to come over and and say these these nice things to me you know um and so and you know and of course they would say things like oh wow you really look like the character so um you know that and uh, I think my first cosplay was um Arusu from Tweeny Witches, and uh, that was a really important character to me. So, um, I'd actually I didn't buy a wig. I actually dyed my actual hair for it, oh, and was man. determined determined to get all the details just right. And uh, my mom helped me a lot with that because she was like like crazy about making like the most accurate Halloween uh, costumes. So, wow. they, these things all just kind of like crossed together to where I kind of got. Uh, uh, a lot of feedback from people and already kind of had these skills from watching my mom that cosplay just sort of ended up happening. <laughs> yeah, man, that is, wow. And I, the fact that your mom was so involved in helping you, that is amazing because oh yeah, you don't really, maybe you do here, but I can't say that I've heard a lot where parents are invested in helping, you know, like their kids do things like that because Cosplay is something that, you know, a lot of people may still have a negative stigma or a negative, like, image of, but, you know, it's like, it's become its own thing now. Like, conventions book cosplayers, and people take this time and this effort and even invest money in making these real deal, real life, like, character-specific costumes, and there's a lot of work and man hours and love and dedication that goes into that. And it's cool to finally see it, like, getting that's just due and the love that it does. And then hearing that your parents were involved in helping you, that's even cooler. Like, that's amazing. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it really has just evolved into this whole other creature, which is just insane. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was really grateful for, yeah, I mean, not not just for cosplay, but for every area in my life that my parents have been super supported, not just to be supportive parents, but because they genuinely care about me. So if I'm doing something stupid, I know they're right there with me. So right. 
you see older folks at conventions, you know, kind of they've got their, you know, they're carrying everybody's bags and look tired and worn out. I try to take a minute to go over and be like, hey, you know, it looks like you're carrying, uh, you know, your group's bags. You probably like got some kids and grandkids here that you're supporting. I just wanted to thank you personally for coming out and supporting them because I appreciated it when my parents did it for me. And then they're like, oh, well, all right, then, you know, I guess I feel a little better about all this. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, it's so crazy, too, because um, this past year, uh, well, actually almost a year ago now, at, you know, uh, at Yamakon up in Pigeon Forge, I, I mean, I saw a situation very similar to that where, um, you know, like there was a mother that was just going around, like, just with her daughter in full costume. I, I forget what character she was dressed as, but, you know, like, she was just trying to make sure the hair was right, that everything was right. Aww. She was helping carry everything, and, you know, if she had art to give to one of the guests that they were in line to get an autograph for, she was right there, and she was just singing her daughter's praises about all of it, and it was it was a real refreshing thing to see because, again, I... I'm not used to seeing it get that kind of love. And it's just so awesome. Like I said, to see that it's come into this world now, like and you, I believe as we're recording now, you have a convention coming up where you were booked as a cosplay guest, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, I uh, got to go out there and uh, it was a, a creators con nice. a creators convention. And uh, I was like, well, you know, they asked me to come out and I was like, I don't, uh, guys, I don't know if you know this, but I don't, I don't do anything. And they're like, well, you're not like a trick pony. Like we didn't expect you to like balance on a ball or something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, like, let- that one. <laughs> I was like, well, let me do a panel or something so I can contribute a little bit. So I tried to do a, um, an introduction to voice acting and I kind of just gave like, uh, uh, a, uh, a 30 minute thing on, uh, you know, all the things I learned that were kind of a headache in the beginning so mm-hmm. that it didn't stop people that were new from trying it out. So I really enjoyed it and I was really grateful to them for having me out. Absolutely. And that's and that's an amazing feeling too because as we're recording, I'm getting ready to go to my first convention this weekend. So just like oh. hearing all my friends, like it's like it's out in the universe now because I did some interviews with some other people last week. They just got back from their first convention and now you've had yours, so it's just like the world is working around us and giving us all these awesome experiences, <laughs> and it's just you don't want that momentum to stop, and I'm just so glad to see that everybody's able to grab a piece of that pie and have fun. It's so awesome. And yeah, and it really brings everybody together, too, and gives us a chance to like really get to know each other. Absolutely. But let me let me ask this, because I know, especially in the world of acting and a lot in my everyday life, Imposter syndrome is a very real thing. <laughs> um, when you got to do that intro to voice acting panel and everything, what was it like for you? And did you have a little voice inside your head saying like, I know I would have and I'm, I still fight these demons every day. Like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this or you're not ready to be here. You know, shut up brain, go do something else. What was that like for you? And what was your experience like with the crowd during that panel? Um, I definitely had imposter syndrome when they asked me to be a guest because, mm-hmm. again, I was like, I can't breathe fire. I don't know card tricks. Like, I, I, what do you do when you get invited? Right. But the panel was a little bit different. Um, I kind of switched into a different mode because I had so much difficulty 
um, setting up everything technically. Um, I just wanted to act. I've never really been much good with computers or electronics. Right, right. So I have had to dedicate a huge portion of my brain to figuring out how to use all of this, what the heck gain is, you know? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so I really switched into that, that instructor mode where um, I know I've I've become a teacher when I um, am really like pumped up to be like, don't make the same mistakes I did. Let me push you further mm -hmm. to save you some time. And then you're not going to cry yourself to sleep at night. That's great. Ah! Everybody <laughs> wins. Yay. So yeah, I've got more of like a sporty coach mentality when it comes to teaching. So with that, yeah, I was just, I was just dead focused. Um, like even if it. I couldn't make a lot of eye contact. <laughs> right, right. Which I mean. In a room like that, too, especially if you're on a stage, I can't imagine, you know, like being able to make eye contact with that many people. But you know they're <laughs> listening. You know they're listening. You know they're watching. And you know they hear you. <laughs> it is nerve-wracking. I'm like, how many people am I supposed to, like, target for this? <laughs> right, right. You, you, you get a free voice acting lesson. It's like <laughs> Oprah. It's the Oprah of panels. <laughs> So what was it? Did you get a chance to talk to anybody from the crowd after that panel was said and done? Did anybody come up to you or, you know, like try to pick your brain on the side anymore? What was that part of it like after the fact? Yeah, um, I did have one person um, that that actually came up at the time after the speech was over. And uh, he was really interested in, in uh, some of the auditioning sites. I kind of covered that because it took me a while to kind of uncover those areas. And he's like, oh, man, I didn't even know those existed. That's so cool. But um, my favorite was um, the next day. Um, Somebody who was in the crowd that, uh, you know, I hadn't actually seen at the time messaged me and they're like, hey, thank you so much. Like, um, I've, I've been having a lot of trouble with the technical stuff myself. You laid it out really well. And I feel confident enough to start voice acting this weekend. I was like, oh, my God, that's, that's everything awesome. I ever wanted. Thank you. Right? <laughs> that's amazing. And that goes back to something you said earlier, too. I mean, like, kind of similar to the voice acting thing of what those characters and the voice behind those characters did for you, you just gave it back to somebody else right there. So you just made a difference in that person's life. So I sure hope so. <laughs> that would be the dream. Absolutely. I mean, that's, and I think we're on the same page there too, because again, I know that's one of the reasons that I got, I got into it because I wanted to give those same feelings back to, you know, somebody, whether it was just one person or, you know, tens of millions of people but I wanted to give those same feelings back that were given to me and got me through my awkward, nerdy phases or those <laughs> those hard times growing up. Like, we, we've all been there. But, you know, it's just you want to give it back and you want to pay it forward. And I think that's a, a great part of a reason to pursue this dream, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. And But speaking of, now that you've, uh, you know, like you got to have that panel and you got to help these other people find their way along the way. What was it like for you when you started, you know, like dipping your toes in the water of voice acting? What was that starting process like for you finding your equipment, getting a booth set up and then figuring out how to audition and get coaching sessions and all that? What was that like for you? I had, it was something I had wanted to do for as long as I could remember. And I just didn't have the courage 
and and I didn't have the know-how. I I just had no clue like like you know where do I actually start until um a friend of mine uh was wanting to do like a comic dub Mega Man project. Oh yes. And he's like uh he's like hey, I don't know anybody that can do this. Can you do like a 12-year-old boy's voice? <laughs> Maybe. And I didn't imagine that would be, you know, like like you fantasize, of course, before you do anything. Like, what would it be like, my first voice acting role? And uh, and I was like, you know, I typed, I, I texted him and I was like, yeah, absolutely I can. And I was like, I have no idea how to do that. I've got to figure this out really quick before he realizes I'm lying. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, you know, then I kind of secluded myself away in a closet and started practicing, like, my raspy shonen boy voice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so that was great he had me over and um he had a a setup already with the the foam and the microphone and i felt so like official and i got to really like without having to worry about the technical stuff just right. um put my soul into something and just really like you know just just talk my guts out with some emotion in it and uh, i left there and i was like that was fucking amazing oh my god God, like, I, I've got to find a way. I've got to find a way to set this up in my room so I could just do this all day, every day. And, um, you know, but it, it still wasn't that easy. Um, I, de you know, decided on a microphone. I'm very indecisive. I had to get everything working. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and even then when I had everything set up and I had to listen to playback, um, I cannot That's, stand yeah. to listen to people chew with their mouths open. So yes. every little click or pop, I'm like, I want to punch myself in the face. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, maybe I'm not cut out to be a voice actor because I'm, I'm just angry all the time when I'm doing this. Are um, we the same person? <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so filled with rage and self-hatred. Um, but, you know, like uh, with um, with sports or anything else, anytime you do something hard, you learn how to cope with um, feelings of dis natural feelings of disgust and, yeah. uh, and adversity. And I think that even though they're very negative feelings, you kind of have to push through that to get to know yourself and to develop a better relationship with what's uncomfortable um and uh so yeah th the process was not fun by any means but like anything else uh, it's gonna be worth the pain to get to the end result and i'm really glad that i pushed through absolutely and then just out of curiosity too because i i can relate to so much of what you just said especially with the playback with the mouth clicks and the mouth noises <laughs> everything no matter how much water i drink even a green apple, whatever whatever tip or trick you want to use, I, I can't get rid of those mouth clicks. And if I catch them, I still go back and edit them out. But for me, even growing up, the worst thing was always hearing my voice back. It's gotten, ah. it's gotten better for me over time. But what was it like for you where you started to get at ease with hearing yourself on playback? What was that like for you? And what was that kind of light bulb moment where you started to accept your voice? I remember uh, this one, like, I, I remember the first time the the 
first memory I have as far back as my brain can go, the first memory I have of me hearing my voice was my dad took a silly video of me and my brothers. And uh, I was watching, uh, I was uh, like preteen and uh, I had been watching Samurai Champloo a lot lately. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I sounded like Fu, you know? I was like, oh man, Fu is so cute. I look just like Fu. I sound like Fu, you know? And then uh, and then I heard myself just t talking casually in that recording and I'm like, I'm a monster, you know? <laughs> it's like, I sound like a goober, what the heck? I was not expecting <laughs> it to go there. <laughs> and so, um, and it wasn't even really, and again, I, uh, that's why I think I feel so much gratitude towards the community and wishing I could do more because I never really got to, in, uh, came to a point where I started enjoying my voice. It wasn't until I started hearing people say, Hey, you sound like this character. Or, oh my gosh. Your voice is like really high pitched, like an anime girl. And I was like, Oh, really? Oh yeah. You should try voice acting. And so it, you, you know, say. like you got a hundred, it takes a hundred thousand generous people to tell me something before I start to actually believe yeah. it, you know, and, 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 and bless their souls. You know, they did. And so I thought, well, you know, I think I sound dumb, but, you know, maybe I'll start thinking about it. And it hasn't been until recently that I start to hear my voice in actual projects where there's music and I'm having a dialogue with another character um, that I think, hey, I sound pretty good. <laughs> you sound pretty damn cool, man. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That is, and I'm, again, I can relate to so much of that. And it's, is it just like a voice act? Is it an actor thing that we all have to overcome that hurdle? Or is it just like something that only unique, like special people have that, that hurdle that they have to get over? What, what causes that? I don't get it. I'm really not sure. You know, when I think about it, it might have more to do with higher levels of um, either conscientiousness and or neuroticism when you think about it because we are the only people that are going to you know this this you know group of people are going to take more time to try to dissect this when most mm -hmm. people wouldn't bother so i think it's it's only because we think so much about it because yep. we're so interested in it that we kind of develop these weird polarized feelings now that makes that makes a lot of sense right there and man that you're giving me the layup here because that leads me to my next question. When you have a situation like that or you have an audition that you have to submit, how do you avoid getting so hung up on it that you nitpick everything and just, you know, like a five minute, well, maybe like five lines of an audition ends up taking two hours, two and a half hours, whatever it may be. How do you avoid overanalyzing, getting in your own way and just, getting out of your own head so that you can have fun and self-direct yourself to get that audition in and then you submit it and forget it. How do you go about that? I 100% have the answer to this as soon as you asked me that. And the answer, without being melodramatic, is just failure. Failure is how I learned to start doing it and, and actually doing it better because when I started, I would do like 10 auditions a day and it would take me a ridiculous amount of time. I'd be mm -hmm. up till three in the morning trying to choose just the best one. Yep. Um, and then, hey, guess what? None of that mattered because you weren't chosen for any of those auditions. 
um, maybe even someone with worse audio quality uh, and in your and in my opinion, sometimes not even better acting ability or a better mm-hmm. voice got chosen for the role. And of course, there's just like this incredible amount of indignation, you know, um, <clears throat> you think that's BS. <laughs> that is absolute. You know, you, you stomp around in your room going, yep. I know for sure I landed that audition, you know, but mm-hmm. um. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, you know, and I would spend a whole week thinking I I was perfect. Like, how how did it not like what were they thinking, you know, but uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's simply out of your control. And uh, you just need to learn to start doing it in a comfortable amount of time in which you have fun doing it and then submit it and forget about it. And um, and I've heard other voice actors and especially people teaching voice acting um, also try to communicate, I, I almost want to say that fatalism, but they, they try to tell you, try not to have too much hope. You need to just enjoy the experience. And, yeah. I, and of course, like everybody, you think, yeah, 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 you know, why don't you just tell me how to sound cool? Yeah. yeah and I mean, um, we've actually, I, I've had several workshops where, they give you that knowledge, but then you have people that it just kind of, I mean, I'm not trying to sound negative here, but again, like you said, it goes in one ear and out the other because they just yeah. want to know how to make the cool voices. They don't want to know how to make a living at this, if that makes <clears throat> sense, you know? And it's just like, teach me everything, but also teach me how to not have hope. <laughs> teach me, teach me the ways. It's funny because it's, you know, even though I wasn't a teenager when I started taking these classes, that mm-hmm. the, the youth mentality is that, you at least need to remember it because you're not going to feel it now. But when you start feeling it later, you're going to need to remember this information. So when I start feeling like I'm falling apart and I think what's wrong, I, I need to, I need to fix this. Systems are failing. I hear, you know, Chuck Huber's voice in the back of my head going, Hey, hope is a terrible thing. You need to let go and just have fun. And I'm like, you know what? Obi-Wan was right the whole time, you know, <laughs> Yep, from a certain point of view. <laughs> Oh man, it's so cool that you brought his name up too, because I know he's he's been a polarizing figure, but he's done so much to help my career too. And like he was the majority of the first bits of classes that I took. He he's the reason that I have the improv group that I have now and a lot of the friends that I have in the voice acting world now. And I mean, he he taught me so much. And it's I'm I forgot that you took his classes too. So again, small world and it's crazy how connected that community is but i mean it's exactly right but he makes it humorous when he says it but it also has a strange bit of truth to it because if you get hung up on those auditions you are going to wear yourself out you're gonna have it in the back of your mind and no matter how good of an audition it was you may not you just may not be what they were looking for they may not know what they were looking for or the project may not have even gotten off the ground that doesn't discredit you and your talents, but if you're still hung up on that and you just, oh, I know I crushed it, I know they're going to call me, I know it, and you hear nothing, what does that do? <laughs> yeah, it just, you just built yourself up, you know, to fall really a long way down, yep, you know? Yep, I mean, it's it, like, it, <laughs> don't get me wrong, like, I'm still sitting here hoping, holy shit, I'm on, you know, an Okratron roster. Cool. Is there going to be a Dragon Ball superhero movie audition coming out? (laughs) By the time this comes out, I don't know if it'll have been in my inbox or not. Do I want it? Yes. Is my life going to go on if I don't get it? Hopefully, yes. But, you know, it's like, shit. You know, like, you you can hope and want, but 
at the same time, too, you don't know how many other people you're going to be up against. And you also have to come to terms that what you submit and what you bring to the table is enough. It's it's a battle with yourself more than anything else. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a weird a, a weird mentality that you form, but it's but you know, but it's not uncommon because this is right. something you could use anywhere for Absolutely. jobs in love, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> just be yourself. <laughs> very, very, very true, and it's. <laughs> I've learned, too, a lot of the things I've picked up in the entertainment world, doesn't matter what performance genre it is, a lot of it can be applied and has a lot of great great standing and truth in what we deem everyday life or corporate America. Like, what you see behind closed curtains here opens your eyes to what you've probably been blind to for the last five years at your job or whatever it may be. Like it's every step of life or like how improv helps me as an actor. It also helped me mellow out as a overly analytical person in everyday life for the most part. So yeah, it just, it helps you be more in the moment and to stop trying to think three steps ahead about things that may not even happen or haven't even happened yet. Shut up, Jeff. But <laughs> my my Jeff's over here just giving me these dirty looks like he thinks I'm lying. But it, it it's true though because it if you become so overly analytical and overly critical of everything, you miss out on the fun. And when you get to do these auditions, which this is something that you said at the very beginning that I've been meaning to circle back to this whole time, is you treated it as you know getting to play as opposed to having to work, and. If you're overly critical or you're overly analytical of everything, this will become work and you're going to get burned out. But the way you said it is what I strive to be with this where it's I get to do this. And I, I that mentality is not lost on me by any stretch, but I get to do this as opposed to I have to do this. And you don't have to shut off your subconscious to go back and be that little kid playing in the sandbox. You can go and you can have fun. And improv has definitely helped me in that regard in everyday life. It's still a struggle to break 32 years of bad habits at this point. You know, (laughs) just being your own worst critic or what's the next thing you've got to do now. But, you know, it just it helps you be more in the moment and it helps you mellow out and appreciate things for what they are as opposed to the 10 different scenarios that will probably never happen inside your head. So that is so cool because actually I, I had never thought about this very much. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. And I remember Chuck Huber at one point saying, you know, part of the lesson was practice mindfulness, you know, mm-hmm. and I think one of the exercises he had mentioned was like, you know, putting an egg in a spoon or, or carrying, carrying something heavy that might spill over. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, um, again, you know, being, you know, young and, and not ever thinking that, you know, people with a lot of experience have something to offer just when you're inexperienced, you just uh, have that, that foolishness in you, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, and now it all makes sense. Um, because, uh, that's, that's actually something I would like to work on. Absolutely. Um, and I've never thought that improv would kind of help me do that. So that's that's brilliant. Well done. <laughs> Absolutely. And I will get you, uh, if you want off air, I'll get you in touch with my improv uh, coach as well. Because, I mean, man, mm. we I met him through Chuck. And here we are almost two years later. And he's still teaching us. And we actually did a session last night as he was getting ready to fly back to the U.S. from uh, over from Ireland. Like, he just did some traveling. Whoa. But, he, like, he's... 
thanks to him, I've gotten to work with people from across the world as far as like the Philippines. We've had people from South America. It, it's been an absolute like eye-opening experience. And even though it's through a computer screen, you still get that connection. You still have fun. And it's you just kind of worldly too. You're like, yeah. I've never been there, but I know people. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, yeah, and I might have some listeners there too. Thank you. But you know, it's like you, you learn more about the culture through these people. And again, it's the silver lining of COVID because had that not happened, I would have never got to meet these amazing people and learn from them too. It's just, it, it's insane how it all works. And Again, Life finds a way. You exactly. Know? It's like no matter what happens, we're always going to find a way. Yeah. We'll either find a way to make it better or just completely fuck it up. One of the two. But <laughs> thus At is least human we're nature. connected. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're in this together for better or worse. There is no in between. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's so, it's so true. And, you know, like, one thing for me, especially like getting to do these classes. I'm getting to like work and learn with these voices of my childhood. Like when we did that first class with uh with Sean Schimmel, you know, and it's like Oh man. Holy fuck, I'm so new to all this. Um I you know, it's like what the fuck? And this is the guy that I listened to as a kid growing up. What uh like what the don't don't embarrass yourself. You're like, so what is that like for you when you're in those classes? Like, how oh, you... my first my first crush was Goku. What do you mean? How did I feel? <laughs> Don't sit there and act like this was harder for you than it was for me. <laughs> well, at least you had good taste, okay? At least you had good taste. <laughs> oh man, dude, I was I was shaking my guts out. I, I and this happens to me in every class mm-hmm. where they're like, you know, you're too excited, and I'm like, oh god, I'm so I'm so nervous that it almost always comes through in my voice. Right. Um, I was like, well, have you so... met you? Do you know why I'm nervous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they're always kind of like, calm down. And I'm just like, don't tell me to calm down. You're not you making know? this easier, damn it. <laughs> Dude, that class was so much fun, though. It was. I, wow. Uh, getting to, and getting to do the, the ADR experience is something totally different. Um, I had, and, and you know, I, I think I did well because, like I told you earlier, I played and would do my own dubs with my favorite animes and mm-hmm. stuff. But when I heard those beeps go, like, oh boy, I, more, man, everything just like, like, boom, activated. And I just kind of found like that crazy equilibrium where I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, man, that, and I know that feeling from wrestling, but again, too, like, that was my first, like, outside of like working on various acting things with Chuck, that was my first like ADR anything. So I was just like, Oh shit, there's people more experienced than me in here. And this was like three weeks into me actually like doing a full on pursuit of voiceover. So I'm just like, Oh fuck. I am out of my league here. What is going on? But somehow you all tolerated me and we got through it. But man, that was that was a surreal experience. And then we got to see it back at the end too. And it's like Tyler worked his magic to make it happen. And it's like, huh, that was pretty cool. Like a dream. almost. It's one of those things that like, I never thought I would get to experience in my life, but now that it's done and you make friends out of it, you get to meet these people and 
work with them after the fact, and it's just like, what? What is life right now? Like, how does this work? Am I am, am I am I in it? Am I am I in the inner circle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, is this the industry? <laughs> I still kind of have this habit of every time we do something like that, because, you know, I, I showed the um, end product to, like, my family and friends in person and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I still keep doing this thing where I look at them and I'm, like, nodding with, like, you know, a smile. And they're like, uh, yeah, we, it's your voice. We hear it. I'm just like, it's me. <laughs> it, it's me. You hear it, right? Like, oh, yes, we, we do. We know. <laughs> <laughs> we hear you, honey. <laughs> we don't know what they're doing in this scene. We don't know why there's a a fishnet or some squids or whatever, but we know it's you. We're proud. Why is character's breasts so big. Shut up. <laughs> why are they running down the street with fishnets and squids? I don't know. Just listen. Yeah, I'm not going to explain anime to you. Just tell me I sound good. <laughs> look, look, I can only tell you how it makes me feel. I can't tell you what they mean, what they're doing. Just let me feel what I feel, damn it. <laughs> I just feel inspired. It makes me so uncomfortable, though, when, like, um, if I'm at a convention or, or me and a group of people, some I'm friends with, some I'm not, you know, you just kind of mm -hmm. group together. Like, we'll go out and get food in cosplay after a convention or something. And um, some poor, sweet soul will come over and just to be polite, will say, oh, hey, you, you guys' costumes look really great. Um, what are you dressed as? And, and like, just, just kind of, you know, not stereotyping or anything, but like if you see someone that's maybe a little bit older and they don't seem like they're into pop culture, right? Um, you can just assume they're not really familiar with anime um, yeah. unless they say, oh, I love anime. Where are you from? Um, and the, then the fucking person next to me goes, oh, I'm Bubba Bubba from Bubba Bubba Bubba. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, they fucking, they don't know what the fuck that is. Like, are you serious right now? Like, you're talking to this 80-year-old woman telling her that, like, oh, I'm Jin Rui Kenkyukyo-cho from Kajiwara Baba Baba Baba. That time I got reincarnated as a second person in a third house. And I'm just like, bitch. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? I just turned to her. I'm like, we're from a show. <laughs> it escalated <laughs> so quickly. And grandma probably couldn't say it without taking her dentures out anyway. <laughs> you just, like the way, like, and you know these Japanese, and of course they don't even give them the English title. They give them the full on Japanese title. And I'm just right. like, just say you're from a show for God's sake. She wants your life story. You know, like that's, you're, you're making us seem disconnected. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We're exactly. now out of touch officially because of you. <laughs> First it was her, just her by herself. Then she pulled us in thanks to you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say that I can get a little nervous, like, even though I've been doing cosplay for a long time, like, mm -hmm. um... When you're in a costume, the only dividing line between cool and hip and weird and creepy is if you can still have a normal conversation with somebody yeah. that doesn't involve things that they don't know what you're talking about. Like, you got to be able to, like, talk with somebody normally and you're in a costume. It's okay. It's like, it's like the difference between seeing Santa Claus in December versus seeing Santa Claus in the middle of July in Walmart. Now, that's weird, you know, yes. because the context. <laughs> Never mind the fact that there's a Santa Con going on, like, three blocks over, but very, very true. <laughs> I don't think I'll attend that, honestly. <laughs> 
But no, you're you're exactly right. And then you know, just out of curiosity too, because that was something I hadn't even considered coming into this conversation. But when you are in full getup and you do have a situation like that, or there may be that awkward encounter. How do you navigate a situation like that to get yourself out of it? You know, like outside of, you know, the the older out of touch person, like we just escalated that situation right there. But, you know, like if you're in a con scenario where that happens, like how do you diffuse that situation and get yourself out of it? Because, you know, unfortunately, there are some weird people out there. How do you protect yourself in that situation? Oh, man. Um, it definitely, especially if you are in a costume, and especially if that costume might be um, a little bit revealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do anything edgy, but I've definitely done like some bikini costumes before for like right. Love Live and stuff. Um, <clears throat> I ended up, uh, I I ended up stuck in an elevator because we had gone oh. to this hotel. Uh, to take pictures in this really cool indoor water park. Um, and so the photographer is like, hey, I'm uh, going to go up and get a lens. And uh, he had gone up by himself. And I realized, oh, crap, I forgot something up there, too. I'm going to run up as well. And uh, I get into the elevator. Um, I think I'm by myself. And just as uh, I'm starting to see those doors kind of close, these two guys in suits are walking towards the door. And I'm just like, oh, God. Oh no! Do I just do I just hit the the closed door button real fast? Like no, because <laughs> just because I'm kind of embarrassed and they might not know what this is, so I kind of just look like the world's biggest like tryhard stripper. You know, it's <laughs> like you know, it's like she's stripping, but like you know, she's still trying too hard. She's got all the accessories, you know. So I'm just like, we are like, what the heck are people gonna make of this? So I always kind of try to break the ice a little bit. So the two guys in suits, they look. Like they might have worked at the hotel um come in it's dead silent <laughs> it's you could have heard a pin drop so like we're just sitting there and you know you're kind of just hearing the hum of the elevator and so i'm just like i gotta i gotta do something this is i am i am a big elephant in the room right now so i just i just turn and i just make like hard uh hard co- like eye contact with these guys and i just go Oh man, I did not get the memo, and they, just, <laughs> they started <laughs> they bust out laughing, and so like I couldn't like it would be weird to, to like try to explain what I'm doing because right. they don't care. So I'm just like, oh man, like you know, just make a joke out of it, so they know I'm not crazy. Um, if I'm a stripper, at least I'm a funny one. You know, right, I'm a right. re- I'm the relatable stripper. You know, the cool stripper. So like, that's just kind of my best way of like diffusing out of con scenarios where I'm in costume. <laughs> oh, that is amazing, and good on you too. Because I mean, you know, a lot of people would hit the panic button or just make it insanely. You know, like just. I, and again, I everybody has their own defense mechanisms. I'm not downplaying, but. The way you did it was just hilarious, and that, I mean, that speaks volumes right there, because again, that diffused the entire situation, everybody laughed, nobody gave a shit after that, like, that that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's kind of my, um, all my acting experience and potential improv just comes from me getting myself into these, like, actually ridiculous scenarios. Absolutely, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Real life experiences are the best forms of improv and the best way to get those takeaways, too. So, I mean, spot on right there. But, man, like, this has been a fun conversation, and I know we had to uh, 
go through the hiccups to get to it tonight. So again, thank you for the patience. I can't say that enough. But let's see if we're about to get into another awkward situation here. Because we're about to call a few things on the fly. I'm going to hand you the keys to the car and hop in the passenger seat. You're going to take over the conversation now. And you're going to throw some questions my way. And everybody knows the rules by this point. If you don't, the only rule is I can't know what these questions are ahead of time. But I am at Maddie's mercy because nothing is off limits. So Maddie, whenever you are ready, let's throw some questions my way. Ah, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, you know, I've got to ask. I think that we, like, kind of need to know, like, what kind of guy you are. Like, um, this is really important. So, uh, who's your waifu? Uh, my wife is named No! Ken oh. No! No, I said waifu. Oh. No real wives. Oh, shit. You fool! You've I, already failed! <laughs> I'm gonna blame Jeff on that one because it cut out. Man, I don't even know. Um, You have to have, like, I, I mean, surely you have a current anime crush. I just told you what my first one was. So oh, yeah, I, okay. Bashful. Growing up, for sure, um, it was always Android 18 and Dragon Ball. Ah. Because, I mean, badass chick that could beat up anybody. Okay, I mean, who doesn't love that? That was that was mine right there because Dragon Ball was the main thing that I watched. So definitely, definitely Android 18. And as I'm saying that, I'm also blaming technology for cutting out and not understanding the question at first. So apologies <laughs> to technology. You're like my wife. Like what? You don't need to know who my wife is. <laughs> She's asleep right now. Damn it! Don't talk to me or my wife ever again. <laughs> Oh, man. Shot out of the cannon. That's a good way to get this started. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. But that was, your, that was your first. Do you have a current anime crush or video game? That counts, too. Um, Is it weird if I say Vegeta? Does that count? I mean, I suppose it, it counts. I suppose it counts. I mean... Who doesn't like Vegeta, though? So. I mean, he's like, he's on my cell phone case. He's, I have him tattooed on me. I mean, <laughs> I feel like tattooed? it's, oh yeah, he's on my calf. He <laughs> yeah, is... that definitely counts as a crush. <laughs> okay, yeah, so there, there we go. There we go. I, my fucking voiceover <laughs> brand logo is based off his colors. My wrestling attire is based off of his colors, so... I guess it, well, I guess it's Vegeta. So yay! I mean, I did say crush and not you know obsession stalker, you know. But we'll give that one to you. We'll give that one to you. you Thank know. you for being merciful, even if it is excessive. But <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just just, just me. <laughs> well, okay then. Speaking of uh, excessive, um, there are only two kinds of people in this world. Okay. Uh oh. And that's those with. A zombie plan, and those are without. And I hope you have a zombie plan. Oh my god. Okay, is it... I guess this makes me feel normal now that every job I've had, every place I've been in, I look for hideouts, I look for weapons, I look for rations, and truth be told, I have a mobile first aid van sitting outside my house right now. <laughs> So I, I think, knew we were friends. Exactly. I knew we were friends. <laughs> and if, if I get really desperate, I'll just put my treadmill outside of my house somewhere, plug it in, turn it on, and then if one of them tries to walk up to the door, 
They're stuck on a loop. I'm cool. You know, like, I, I win. There we go. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, you you got to you make sure you got some... Uh, some canned food, and don't forget the Twinkies. You're oh. definitely gonna want those. Yeah, I don't want the ghost of Woody Harrelson coming after me after the apocalypse <laughs> is over. You will. You will for sure. I was like, I was trying to figure it out though. I was like, why does everybody hate snowballs so much? <laughs> I thought they were good. I thought snowballs were good. <laughs> man, they were the shit growing up, but man, I, I can't tell you the last time I've had one now. <laughs> I can change that. You could, yeah. I mean, I think unless they uh, unless they stop producing them or something. Oh, don't don't put that out in the world again. That happened once. Oh, oh, did, did it really? Yeah, early two thousands, it happened. I don't know why. I don't know how, but they went away for a few years and then they came back. It was like the twin apocalypse. Oh my god, they were just trying to scare us to I boost think it worked boost sales. It worked. Yeah. It's kind of like that uh, that thing with Will Smith at the Academy. Oh. He was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. I was like, it's 100% staged because the only people that watch it are your grandparents anymore. They are trying to get those ratings. Has to be. Has to be. <laughs> I, right? I'm telling you. I'm like, I've been popped in the mouth before, and I didn't look like that. <laughs> no, and trust me, I've been smacked when the adrenaline's going, too, when the red light's on, and... You, oh man, if that's the case though, good on Chris Rock for not having a glass jaw, but yeah, you definitely <laughs> don't react that way. That's all I can say. You know, like uh, in like, uh, what is it, Mario Racing, where like you start and it's like beep, 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 you know, as soon as you get hit, there's just like that countdown and you're like, it's on, I don't care who's watching. <laughs> yep, yep. And he gets the, he before he goes up there, he gets the look from his wife like he missed his cue and... It's all oh, downhill oh, from yeah. there. Yeah, I know. Okay, good. I'm glad somebody else thinks this. I'm like, I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but nobody watches it anymore. I hadn't heard the name even until like I was on TikTok and it popped up and I'm like, oh, see, you all found a way. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny too, because I just remember waking up and I'm in like three different group chats with a like multiple wrestlers, some are in multiple groups or whatever. I get the same message on each of them about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock, and I'm like, "Huh? Wait, what? What did I miss? Like, I have a life. What did I miss? What? Oh my! Oh my God! I, he cussed. I've never heard Will Smith cuss. I'm more. I'm more shocked about that. I don't care about everything else. <laughs> You're like the hitting, whatever, but the shouting." Come on! Absolutely, and that gives <laughs> me hope okay. for when I eventually pursue stand-up, if somebody's going to try and assault me, okay, cool, I'm good there. I just know I won't get sued. Yay! <laughs> I have hope. <laughs> Although I did want to ask you about that. Oh, like, yes. I kind of want you to tell me more about, like, your wrestling. Um, What would you like to know? Good, I bad, mean... ugly? I, I'll spare no secrets. So I feel like when... Like, I do fencing and stuff, you know, not only mm -hmm. has it, you know, taught me a lot about other things, but I actually think I kind of became a little bit better voice actor because I paid oh, attention yeah. to, like, grunts and, like, my yells. Like, I try, you know, like, obviously I try not mm -hmm. to be cringe, but sometimes you get, like, a really good touch. You're just like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's had to have happened to you before. Oh, God, yeah. And here's the thing, too. It's so funny because I, I took you know, about three years off uh, to actually like 
get in depth into pursuing more acting endeavors and everything. But it's so funny how wrestling helped me in the acting world. And now acting has helped me in the wrestling world because it goes back and forth. It goes hand in hand. And like a lot of these motions and, you know, like grunts and effects you would do for video games or efforts. They are like the same things that I would do in a wrestling match. And, you know, like throwing a punch, you know, it's just like, (laughs) or selling somebody kicking you in the stomach. Oh, that's pretty cool. It, it, It all goes hand in hand more than anything else. And truth be told, like wrestling is full of shitheads. Don't get me wrong, but (laughs) it doesn't get its just due in the world of entertainment for what it actually brings to the table. Oh, dude, I am. I love wrestling. Like I, I never did it as like a, an official sport or anything. Right, right. But, like, Same here. Unfortunately, you know, my favorite memories are just like beating the piss out of my brothers in the <laughs> living room. I'm just like, that was a good time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I knew that had to come up in here. I don't. I, I, I of course, you're gonna be the one that wins anyway. They can't beat you up, so lest they get in trouble <laughs> with the parents. I mean, I'm just saying I've got a mean arm bar. So yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Tap on <laughs> tap on connection. That's it. I'm done. Oh, I know, right? Like, there's no beating that. When you get in an arm bar, like, just call it quits. I mean, there's no fighting that. That's it. <laughs> unless, unless I'm trying to make it look good for everybody else. Oh, sure, sure, sure. There was a little bit, I don't know how much of the new Attack on Titan season you've been watching, but there was a little bit of Titan wrestling action. And I was like, ah, damn, this you is nostalgic. Don't say. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Really good. I got to get caught up on that. Um, but it's so funny too because there's so much like if you go back and look at like the old Dragon Ball franchise, there's so much of professional wrestling that that is based off of. Like oh. there's an there's an Andre the Giant character in one of the World Martial Arts tournaments. There's oh. um, Mr. Satan, Chris Rager, as we've sung his praises tonight. <laughs> Mr. Satan, his Mr. Satan is based off of Hulk Hogan. It all, it all comes out, and he said that in the class too. I was like, "God, I knew I, I knew I respected you for a reason. That's badass." I totally forgot about that. I know, right? I I didn't put it together. Oh my gosh! And selfishly, I've tried to steal from him like so many times over everything I've done wrestling wise. (laughs) It's just like, okay, God, this is so awesome how it all (laughs) connects, and like, it's just so intertwined in everything. Oh, and then, of course, too, you see them using wrestling moves in the same World Martial Arts Tournament. You see them throwing suplexes. It's it's all there. Give it its, it's credit. Pretty, I think, yeah, no, I mean, I absolutely think that you should. And uh, because I think a lot of anime actually gets, it's what really gets a lot of people in our generation into martial arts. I genuinely yeah. think that. That's why I started because, taking karate back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I remember karate. <laughs> but we get these these young students that come in, and uh, I feel like they're kind of, like, reluctant to say anything when I say, oh, what, what brings you to fencing? And they're like, oh, I don't know, I just like it, I guess. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, I came to fencing because I like anime. And they're like, <gasps> and I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> you this can't is a safe space? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know, and even people like my own age, you know, um, they, you know, like really got into martial arts and like not just even like a, a fan way just to know about it, but got really dedicated to it because they're like, well, the, the thing I love, you know, was really good at this. And then, you know, I got good at this and I'm closer to the thing I love and it's taught me other life lessons. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you bring art and an appreciation for, um, martial arts and physical sports i it, yes. that, that's one of my favorite things absolutely and it definitely helps with physicality in the booth and it, it just it, it helps with everything too like it, it let's go back breath to something control. we said earlier it yeah breath control and it can just help you in everyday life you get more oh, confidence yeah. in yourself you you if you get nervous in a situation breath control comes into play again what does oh, that yeah. mean you know how to breathe Take those deep breaths and lower your heart rate. And somehow this transitioned into us solving the world's problems, but we're not getting paid for it. So <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> what a, how did we end up with this free service? <laughs> I don't know, but that's a good reason people should tell their friends and family and get subscribed. Wink, wink. <laughs> wow, that was a plug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a plug-in machine, but we got more questions to get to, so let's keep them going. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, so my my first year were kind of silly, but uh, this one's a little more serious. Um, what is something that you did kind of getting into your career, doing your career? But what was a point for you that was really embarrassing? Like you had a really embarrassing moment, um, to try to 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 push through things. Maybe it was like the first time you started talking to yourself in your room to do your voices and you hoped nobody would hear you, you know, but your mom was on the other side of the door and she heard you and it was embarrassing and it sucked. But if you didn't do things that seemed cringy or hard or embarrassing, you wouldn't have gotten better. And now you're glad you did do it. Oh man. Um, to me, it's still something that I do like, uh, especially like with dialects and the ones like I've I've learned 13 dialects over the last year. I still practice wow. them almost every night, but wow. I purposely do it when everyone's asleep <laughs> because if it's one that I still like am not the most comfortable with, like a Cockney accent or maybe even German or Welsh or something, it's it's cringe for me to even hear myself trying to do it. Yeah. But then I can just go into a fucking bloody British accent like it's not a big fucking deal. And then, you know, I can even do a fucking Irish accent and I can still cuss like a motherfucker right here. And I apologize oh, for the fucking rating. But, you know, it's like if I do those, cool. Well, if I'm trying to do a fucking Cockney accent, I fucking suck. You know, like there, there it fucking is. You know, it's like I it's just self-criticism more than anything. But again, I don't want my wife to walk by and. Like what? What is he doing with his time? Like why? You know, is this what he does when I'm not around? You know, like what? What is this? What did I marry? But you know, my kids to think their dad's deranged or whatever. But that that's definitely like one that I can say on a daily basis still happens. <laughs> my dad's from Ireland. No, I'm not. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm half because it's on both sides. Otherwise, my tattoos are lies. But Jesus, hey. <laughs> it is hard, especially when, you know, I think to be good at anything, you have to obviously be super critical, but mm -hmm. you end up with kind of a disconnect of like, um, it, it's kind of like when 
uh, I wanted to be good at drawing. Yeah. I felt like I could so vividly see these things in my mind. I think I've got all the vision and all the, the knowledge to be a good drawer. I get, I can just picture it so fucking perfectly. Um, and then as soon as I put pen on paper, it's bad. And I'm going to be more frustrated uh, than most people yep. that think, well, a stick figure is a good drawing. I'm like, no, you know, it's 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 the Mona Lisa or nothing. So, you know, you draw that first eyeball and then you crumple up the paper and you throw it away. And, um, you know, subsequently you're the dumbass that doesn't get any practice because you, you feel like you know what good is, but you're not willing to suffer through being bad long enough to get good. And that is such an obstacle. Exactly. And that's that's one thing, too, especially in those situations, like like I said, where I may hate my voice with certain dialects or trying to do trying to do something. You may miss out on creating a new character amidst all the cringe. And that may oh, be yeah. something that could change your life and give you that opportunity to be the person at a convention that has these people coming up to you now thanking you for those moments and experiences like oh man it's again you just have to navigate and wade through the muck to find that sweet spot where you're more accepting of it but man it is a process and a half and everything you just said about drawing the eyeball crumpling the paper i've done that with i've lost count of how many auditions where i flub one thing at the end and instead of going back and picking up that line nope gone uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's really important that if you're going to get anywhere in life, you have to know that anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Yep. Um preach. And that's not that's not an original. I got that from somebody, but, but it's it's very true and it's something the world greatly needs to be reminded of. Mm, yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right, man, getting deep here. Let's keep it going. <laughs> Although I will say with you talking about going through auditions, have you ever, have you ever uh, like said a line like, oh my God, like 52 times. And then you go to listen you're like, surely the last one, I finally nailed it. And you go through and you listen and you're like, the first one was the only good one. Why did I keep going? <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you too, when that happens, it's always on a short, maybe one line two, three line, one, two, three words audition. Never something that needs to be that intricate, but it's like, enjoy Coke. Enjoy Coke. Enjoy Coke. And you do it 50, you do it 50 times. And, you know, like anywhere in your first five takes, one of those would have been good enough to send. But here you are two hours later. I'm like, why, why did I do that to yes. myself? Like, you're being neurotic. Yes, like, stop torturing <laughs> you yourself. You know you're neurotic. <laughs> Play it cool, damn it. You know, you tear up a little bit. You think, this time for sure, I'm going to go back in the booth. <laughs> hey, you over there. Hey, you over there. You know, it's like, it, it was just, <laughs> give it up. Nobody nobody's cares about that line. <laughs> we just want to know that you can do it, damn it. Yeah, yeah, I We've know. We've heard a thousand others of these today. Please make it I, stop. I feel like probably one of my greatest developments as a voice actor is learning to stop screaming all the time. Yes. Um, I was getting my character demo done, and uh, Kira Buckland was uh, was directing. Oh me yes. That demo, and she's great. Oh man, uh, I really I really enjoyed that session. 
Um, but she gave me some really valuable advice because I'm like, okay, I'm still new character demo. Want to show the whole range of emotions. So I've got a character and, I, and I'm like, okay, this is the sad scene. <laughs> <laughs> like I like like unironically, <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, I was not not unironically. Like I was serious. I was like, you know, I'm gonna do the sad scene and I'm gonna cry my eyes out. And I'm so embarrassed about it now. I'm sure she was like really cringed up at the time. She's like, okay, well, she found like the nicest way possible of saying like, okay, so like you don't want to just ball because that seems uh, disingenuous you know she's like why don't you try saying the line but just being a little choked up because that subtlety is going to convey a, a complexity of emotions um you know you're not just sad you're sad but you're trying to hold it back but it's really tough to hold back so it's kind of coming through you know and mm -hmm. it kind of breaks your voice up a little bit and I was like are you sure <laughs> now i'm like maddie are you a fucking idiot or something yes she's sure oh my god you're talking to kira fucking buckland you twit oh my what the hell's the matter with you shut your mouth <laughs> and so i'm like okay you know and i did it and um that particular part in my demo is what actually gets the uh, most compliments because a lot of the other ones I'm kind of like, you know, yelling or being silly. But that one, people are like, oh, wow, that was that was good. And I was like, wow, OK, uh, less is more. You know, what, you what can't is this just... range that we always <laughs> talk about? Oh, uh, you don't have range if you're just screaming. It's kind of the equivalent of not having a personality. So you just try to show a lot of emotion to make people think you have a personality. Like, I'm very angry or I'm very sad or I'm amazing today. It's like you don't have a personality. You just you just have these expressions of emotions and, and voice acting's not any different. And I kind of learned that the hard way. Well, at least you're not the walking epitome of live, laugh, love like you just described. <laughs> Oh, God, I sure hope not. Please tell me if I am. Like, as my friend, like, if you're, like, you're substituting having a personality with just, like, a lot of raw emotion, then please just straight up tell me, like, girl, you're being an NPC. You need to quit. I can say you're not being an NPC, so that's coming from the heart. That's 100% authentic. So, no, you're cool. You're cool. Now, some of you other people out there... Maybe, maybe. I you don't viewers know. should know that, like, <laughs> I expected you to just laugh, and you 100%, you're like, yeah, that shit's real. Like, you you fucking totally are, like, taking me seriously instead of just blowing me off. He's like, yeah, I, oh, I've, fucking, I've fucking seen an NPC before. <laughs> oh, I, I won't get into details because, again, I don't want to get sued, but everybody has their thing, so who am I to judge? It kind of reminds me of this time. It's funny when people unexpectedly take you seriously. Oh, um, story of my life. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I always am serious, but, like, I like to make jokes to break the ice. So yes. if I'm trying to give somebody good advice, um, it's got meaning behind it. It's got, it's got a lot of my genuine emotion behind it. But I also say it in a way that's funny so that, you know, they don't have to feel like I'm uh, putting too much pressure on them. So a student of mine... Um, we've got, you know, a bunch of uh, girls and guys at club. Um, 
And so a lot of the guys um, like to be more aggressive when they fence. Mm -hmm. So we had this one female in particular. Um, she's a very good fencer. She just needs to, um, her, she's like almost technically perfect. And uh, she just needs to have a little more heart and believe in herself a little right. bit, as, as cliche as it is, but uh, it's true. So I thought, how do I say that without sounding like, you know, just a cringy adult? Um, <clears throat> so I came over and I was like, hey, you know, like next time you guys go into that bout, I need you to put a little more fire in that like I, I need you to, to to come in here with that big dick energy okay and just <laughs> I fucking I fucking said it with like with like total fucking straight face like you know that big dick energy like I really I leaned in for it I had my hands up you know like real real gangster like because oh that's God. my because lowly gangster is my aesthetic you know so it was it was even though I said it straight face like it was clearly like dry humor um but she so fucking took me seriously. She's so, she's like, she's like looking down at the floor. She's got her hand like to her mouth, like thinking she goes, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm like, I mean it, but I'm joking. Like laugh, you're making me feel weird. <laughs> I, I think I need to hire you as my humor translator and hype, hype woman, hype person, however we want to call that. I think I need you to be like that Obama anger translator for me from Key and Peele. I think I need that in my life. That so is amazing. <laughs> and I was not expecting that to go there. That <laughs> Damn it. You were catching me off guard on so many tonight. If we were boxing, I'd have so many black eyes right now. Oh man. I, I would I would kill the box. That would be that'd be a blast. But yeah, oh. no. It, it's just kind of funny. But the thing is, is not that she's like humorless. It's just that like when you get in the zone, you know, when you're really thinking, how mm -hmm. do I do better? How do I get good? Is like any fucking advice. <laughs> like it doesn't matter how it's presented to you. If it makes sense, you fucking take it to heart. And I think uh, even though anime ends up being kind of silly and ridiculous and, and over exaggerated, it's like those of us that are like really trying to to, to get something out of life we're like yeah I know what they mean like yep. <laughs> it's silly and some people don't see through the outrageousness of it but when you see through the outrageousness of it you're like that's a damn good fucking point <laughs> yep that may be it may have took them five episodes to get to that point but damn that's <laughs> inspirational <laughs> or you know or a whole season of filler I don't know whose idea that was but but man it was entertaining Man, That's true. Speaking of entertaining, this has been awesome getting questions and story time, but I think we still have one question left on the table, so I think it's time for the main event. We have one question left? Do we? I thought I asked three, like a genie, right? Oh, no, you get up. No, you get five. I thought oh, you'd ask four. Oh, oh, I get five? Oh, yes, okay. I've I been mesmerized by story time, so I may have <laughs> lost count completely. I was like, I get three, but I'm going to sneak in four and he won't even know. See, that was my plan. Like if I ever got three <laughs> wishes, you know, it's just like, well, I'll just kind of like mix the things I want into conversation. And if he thinks I'm cute, maybe he'll just do it, you know? Um, so let me think. Um, ba, 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 ba. So that's why those guys in the suits weren't awkward on the elevator. Got it. <laughs> I'm not actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, uh, oh, let me think. Um, gosh, if I get one more, oh, okay. Well, you know, you you've been doing uh, a lot of a lot of voice acting work and stuff, and you've got podcasts going on. Like, what's what's been your crowning achievement so far? Like, what's what's the thing right now for you? Oh, 
Um, man, a lot of the crowning achievements, and man, this is really hard to even think about. Um, I know it's like asking like, "What's your favorite song?" You're like, "Oh God, let me fucking stupid." <laughs> I, like I love every it. Song. Oh, I love God. it. Um, <laughs> see, I, there's so many to choose from, and I don't know if it's you know like recognition from again people that I grew up with that I'm like listening to their voice that I'm now able to call friends. I don't know if it's getting these con bookings now and you know thanks to Jeff for getting some of these too like just the fact that anybody again self de- self deprecation over here anybody gives enough of a shit about our voices that they want to bring us to their convention to do live stuff that's awesome thank you dude i am so excited for that right? i mean so tell me i, I i'm i'm going to interrupt you and yeah, cuz i i've got to know more about what you plan to do at this convention cuz plus i need ideas if somebody asks me to do something so what what's your plan when you go down what are you going to do um well by the time this airs i'll either have made some very powerful connections or have ended up in jail. I don't know for sure just yet, but all I'm saying is when two days or three days from now, as we're recording, I will be following the guy that played Emperor Palpatine, my favorite fucking villain of all time, on the podcast stage at the ICC Con in Nashville. And I'm also going to be like, hey... Here's my business card. We met three years ago. Come by my booth. Take a picture with my wrestling title. I'm going to be in California in a couple weeks when you are too. Let's grab dinner. Hey, voice actor so-and-so who does character so-and-so who for confidentiality reasons I won't say. I know you live in the same town as me now. Let's meet up and grab tea sometime. No, you're doing it all wrong. See, the only way to truly properly network is to get super fucking smashed and go do some bad karaoke like me and Evil Ted did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> is there evil? Is there, is there bad Star Wars karaoke, or should I just get drunk and sing the Cantina Band song on repeat until I pass out, and then they throw me in the drunk tank? That yes, please, absolutely. Okay, I gotta get an alien mask, but I think I know where I can get one of those. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yep, that's what it is. But no, it's just, it's going to be a lot of shameless self-promotion and, again, doing some live podcasting at my booth when I'm, you know, like, not hobnobbing with people. So, that's oh, my yeah. plan. Where but, is that again? Um, It's, like, five minutes from my house at the Music City Sheraton, which is awesome. But you know I never remember where, where oh. you live. Oh, yeah, Um, it's this place okay. called... um. Pothole City, no, Music City, <laughs> Music City, yeah, Nashville. What? Oh, oh, Nashville. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I think I don't know if I can make it this year, but I would love to come down and see you guys next year. That'd oh, be absolutely. So fun. And then I know in uh, again, a couple months from now, as we're recording, we'll be up in Lexington, Kentucky. But I am trying to whore my name and my enterprises out across the country and take us where the good Lord deems fit so <laughs> who's gotta be like i want to be hokage and then you know and then cool things happen exactly yeah i got <laughs> i got flight points just get me a hotel get me a table we'll make <laughs> shit happen but <laughs> dude we have to go to a convention together sometime <laughs> oh my god that'd be so fun oh man except i get to wear the revealing cosplay uh, i mean wait what i mean of course <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> 
you can have the wrestling get up. I'll just I'll wear the skimpy shit. Anyway, um, I'll God. be like, he's the cute one. I'm the smart and cute one. You know, <laughs> that's the dynamic. Was, if this was a video podcast, there would now be a now barf sign going up. But anyway, <laughs> um, man, circling back to the question though, I think for me, the the most rewarding thing right now has been what has happened in a couple of voiceover workshops with some very important people in the industry. One, you know, I've talked about on here with Charlie Adler and making him just break and, you know, like ad-libbing because I fucked up an instruction that he told me not to do. If anybody wants to listen to that, it's on multiple episodes in season two because I'm a cheap shill for that moment. But the most recent one for me um, was actually in a workshop for bang zoom with uh mommy okada if anybody is familiar with that name and i was in there with not only jennifer silverman who's been a former guest on this show everybody knows her knows that's my little sister um another guest on this show danny kramer who you've heard in like pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, among other things and then a bunch of other actors, some of which were actually students of my voiceover coach as well. And I'm like number 10 of 11 people in this class. And they give us scenes that we have to do. I think we're going to have to go in and match ADR with it as well. So I'm like, okay, I'm still trying to pick what I'm going to do. Because all these other people did this one that I had planned. But yeah, I can't oh. do that one. That's out of my wheelhouse now. Um, oh, yeah, I know that feeling. So I ended up doing a scene from uh, from Demon Slayer with, uh, with Tanjiro, and I was one of the only guys that did that. And I was just so... And I, I purposely turned off the chat. I turned off, like, gallery view, where the only person I could see was Mommy while she was watching. And, you know, like, I, I didn't want to see anything. I just wanted to see the script see her reactions and by the time I got done with both of the reads and like taking the instructions she gave me and then also like her giving me compliments on top of how I took and then went further with what she gave me I felt more like spent than I would wrestling for 45 minutes to an hour I've done that felt nothing like that and I, I was shaking, like I had spent all of my energy, my adrenaline, everything just dumped out right there with how emotional and physical the scene was. And then on top of that too, it's like you open the chat and like you see people that you talk to damn near every day saying, I've never seen you do that. And I'm getting goosebumps right now saying it, but it's like, I've only seen you do like comedy or, or whatever in improv. I've never seen you do a... A, a serious scene like that or you know other people were saying and I I again self-deprecation how are you not signed so, you know somewhere why have I not heard your voice before <laughs> what like wow and I'm like okay no we're three hours into this and you people were still paying attention cool <laughs> I win thank you I think that's so great that like it's funny because I do that too but like you're like okay well a lot of people are doing this one so mm -hmm. I can try to compete with something I'm comfortable in or I could kind of try to turn this around and do something I'm not familiar with but 
you know, take a chance on something else. And then some, God, sometimes that just works out the best oh, yeah. because you haven't had a chance to like pre-visualize how you're going to do it. You know, you're not stuck, you know, doing your, your normal like skit of being the funny guy. And you're just like, you don't know how to do or be anything else but yourself in yeah. that moment. And that sometimes is just the most miraculous performance. It is. And again, I had to tell my brain too, uh, to shut up because the other scenes were that gruff guy, and my gruff guy would sound fucking fake compared to what some of these <laughs> other guys would do. But if I do something in the younger, younger wheelhouse where my voice fits, it's like, okay, no wonder most of these other people did that. I did this. Cool. I stand out. I used to That's hate that in high school. Part. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, I know. I know. I know. Being, uh, being the uh, the the one that that stands out is uh, you know so uncomfortable, but like you got to do it if you want to be noticed at all, or to or to bring something uh, unique to the table. Absolutely, absolutely, and again, that's man, that's something that has come up multiple times in different phrases on both of my podcasts. Is just be willing to take a chance, have some fun, and be different. Because especially even if you're a voice actor and you're wondering why you're not maybe booking as much or shortlisting as much or getting callbacks, don't play it safe. Give them the read they want. Give them a read that's fun. Give them something to say no to. Have fun and take that <laughs> chance. Why not? You know, uh, the uh, the worst case scenario is that they're like, man, I, I'll never forget that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, wait, no, you're fucking banned for life. Every agency, every audition, fuck out of here. Well, at least you're famous in some way, you know? <laughs> hey, any publicity is good publicity for the oh, most part. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, man, I, dude, I can't believe we've gone almost two hours at this point because, again, you know, like for somebody that we haven't met in person, but no. social media, workshops, just keeping up communication, and, like, you've been so helpful to me, especially in navigating some th certain things like NDAs and stuff that we can't talk about. But, you know, it's like Aww. this conversation right here. I feel like we've been friends for however long we've both been alive. You know, it's Over like two I, years. Exactly. <laughs> it, it feels like I have found a long lost friend and we've just we've hit it off the bat. And this is the first time we've ever talked outside of a workshop that wasn't through yeah. social media, text message, or whatever. But again, the conversation was so easy because I guess we're we're kindred spirits, and that's what I love about getting to do these interviews. Dude, that is, I, I honestly can can't couldn't talk enough about the difference between like being friends with somebody and being comrades with a common goal. Because mm -hmm. growing up, I mean, I've had tons of friends. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've I've never had any problem making friends. I I think that I'm a decent person to be around, so I don't drive people off, you know. Um, but it didn't ever mean a lot to me like i've always tried to be a good friend but there, it always felt like that something was missing yeah. and it's not until you kind of start learning more about yourself uh one and then two most importantly like actively pursue those things you can't just spend your whole life saying i'm gonna do voice acting or martial arts or you know xyz whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. You gotta actually go out there, put in the work, fail at it, and then maybe eventually start getting, you know, familiar with it, maybe good at it. Um, but that is really the only way to get something more important, which is the 
the relationships that come with working towards something together yes is is 10 times any friend you'll make we we don't hardly know each other and we we don't even hardly talk other than just you know a couple texts here and there chit-chatting about voice acting but i mean i definitely we have i i we have so much a closer friendship than i do with most people that like i'm just like hey you know how's it going today how's your boyfriend how's your dog like yeah like we have shit that like we're passionate and we're cheering each other on and exactly. there, there's shit at stake you know and that's a fucking and that's why you know like like anime always made me have almost kind of a feeling of loss as much as i loved it because i'm like i don't have friends like this i don't have friends where i can you know fight towards things with because that's mm-hmm. where you really build those relationships and through voice acting and 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 through fencing as well like that's where i've built that and that's where i've become a yep. better person is, is this right here 100% could not have said it any better myself and that's again it's it's the common goal and it's the support system more mm. than anything else because we can relate and we can empathize with what the others going through and we may have been in that position ourselves so we know how to help pull each other through that dark phase or out of the you know out of the forest and into the sunlight and into the promised land of whatever that audition or that you know, that, that hurdle may be that we're trying to get over. And then on Mm. top of that too, we realize that like there are kick-ass people out there that aren't just like here for meaningless small talk that drain us of all our energy. (laughs) We're actually invested in the same things. We, we want our friends to succeed because we want everybody at the table to eat and we want everybody to have fun and pursue their passions at the same time. Like that is what the world needs more of more than anything else. Oh, dude. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, you know, because I've noticed a drastic turn in the way I feel things like uh, jealousy or or envy. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's normally just something that's negative. You know, you see a friend go on an expensive vacation. You're like, oh, man, that sucks. You know, uh, their life looks better than mine, you know, and that's already a problem with social media. And then uh, with voice acting, I started experiencing something different that came with that feeling. I would see a a friend of mine uh, recently, my friend uh, Hisham in Egypt, got like this um, amazing role in this big animation project. Oh, nice. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So fucking proud of that son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, you feel, again, the initial rush of, oh, that sucks, you know, I'm I'm falling behind. And then, right. and then I've never known that second wave that comes after that pretty shortly, which is, ooh, I'm, I'm fired up. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm pissed and I am feeling like I'm falling behind. But, like, oh, they really fucking nailed it. And I, I want to do that, too. You I want to so, know that feeling. I want to yeah. experience it for me. <laughs> And two, you know, we've been, we've known each other for a long time. So I've really gotten to see him grow. And yeah. this is the same guy that did these silly dubbing projects with me. And this guy that did these silly dubbing projects with me is now doing this big thing. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like, you know, I mean, it, it's insane. It's like seeing a, a sibling, like do these amazing things. You're like, I, I know that fucking person. Like what yeah. the hell? <laughs> You're like, you're starstruck. It makes you proud. And it again, too, it motivates you because you want to get on that same playing field with them. And yeah. you just, 
again, when their motivation, when their success motivates you, as opposed to making you bitter or jealous or whatever it may be, yeah, and you like you start resenting them, like that speaks volumes because again, that shows the true nature of not only the friendship but the relationship as a whole because it's mm. beneficial for both. There's a common synergy there. And everybody is in it for everybody to succeed. And that's what it is because there's a place at the table for everybody, no matter what anybody tells you. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the guy's in Egypt. What more do you want me to say? <laughs> right. right. I was like, oh, dude, I was actually like so bummed out because I met him and he was so good. And I'm like, oh, man. And I got to know him. I'm like, he's a really cool fucking guy. He is nowhere near anybody because he's really into anime. And I'm just like, that sucks. And then like him out of anybody in the whole group that took this class is the first one to just like take off. And I'm just like, that is fucking amazing so now i'm like i am ready to start doing some hardcore voice acting <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that's i again that's the motivation right there if you're passionate about it if your friends are succeeding and you're happy for them trust me clap until it's your turn because your turn will come as long as you stay the course that oh, yeah. is the main thing to remember and man this has been again this has flown by like I, it does not feel like we've been talking for as long as we have. It feels like we just hit record like three seconds ago. And here we are, like we've been on this entire roller coaster ride of laughs, four letter words and everything in between. And this has been an absolute blast. I actually had to think for a second. I was like, I hope I didn't say any words that were more than four letters. <laughs> I had to really run the whole thing through my head. Well, I think if you carry the one, uh, I think bitch has five, but you know. We'll, we'll oh, let I that one slide. Oh, I knew it. I knew there was one. I knew there was at <laughs> least one. I was like, I knew I couldn't have been good enough to keep it at four. <laughs> oh man, but it's still it's it's the it's the seasoning of life more than anything else. It, it spices <laughs> life up if it's done the right way, and I think tonight it was done the right way. So you did it <laughs> justice, my friend. Yay! <laughs> and like I said, this has been an absolute blast. And again. For all those out there listening, if this was your first episode, you picked a fun one to start with because, again, I've I've run the gambit of emotions here. I've smiled, I've laughed, I've had goosebumps, and Jeff has done the same thing even though you can't hear him on, on mic or you can't see him because we have no cameras here. We're that cheap. But, you know, it's just it's been a fun conversation all the way around, and this is why I do this. So... If you want to go back in the archives and hear more interviews like this, there's over a year's worth to go dive into. So find us on your preferred podcasting platform. We're there. Same with Tales from the Haunt. If you want to get spooky, it's on all podcasting platforms, and it's going to give you that little fix till Halloween rolls around. So go have fun, like, subscribe, and share. And after you're done with that, get connected with us on social media. If you get some merch... Tag us in it, because we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast and on social media. And then once you're connected and you've shared us, go get connected with Maddie and keep up with everything she's doing, because who knows? She may be doing an intro to voice acting panel in a town near you. She may be the voice of something that you listen to and you just don't know it yet, but this podcast got you introduced to her, so you're welcome. So <laughs> do the right thing. Do the cool thing. Go get connected. Go share Leave those five-star reviews and just keep tuning in because I guarantee you 
Maddie set the bar pretty high this week, but next week we're going to keep raising it higher and higher and higher. And, man, we're getting closer to season four, aren't we, Jeff? Where has the time gone? Uh, Maddie, do you know? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Okay, that makes three of us, so I'm in good company. Sweet. (laughs) But seriously, guys, this this is how fast this train's going. So if you're jumping on, I'm glad to have you here, and I hope you stick around. I hope you go get caught up. I hope you follow Jeff. I hope you follow Maddie. And I hope you just know how much you tuning in means to me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate Maddie taking the time here to come on and have a conversation with me and catch up after, again, two years of knowing each other. Where Thanks that? for having me. Of course. I'm I'm grateful that you were here. I'm also still trying to figure out where the time has gone because <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like that's been two years ago. And Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. But that's adulthood at this point. Time has oh, no God. meaning. And yeah. Jeff, thank you for being over here working your wizardry and making this show sound as pretty as it does. Thanks, Jeff. Yep. (laughs) Man, Jeff's getting a lot of shout-outs lately. Thanks, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) But, guys, seriously, Maddie, thank you for being on here. Jeff, thank you for everything you do to help keep these shows afloat. Thank you to Elise Bowman for always being a great sponsor on this show. And thank you, most of all, for tuning in every week and for continuing to support and help keep this show going. You're the reason I do it. So in the meantime, before I come back to you next week with another awesome episode, I hope you find some love for yourself. I hope you go out and do some good in the world, and I hope you have fun, and I hope you tune in again next week for another awesome interview. For myself, for Maddie, for Jeff, we thank you all for tuning in tonight, and I know you hear me. Howdy, folks. This is Withered Wingnut, and I'm sure we've all heard the same expression. A woman works from sun till sun, but a voiceover works from noon till one. And I thought, hey, I want to be one of them. So I decided to get some lessons in voice acting. And of course, what I did was looked up the best voiceover coach I could possibly find, which was Alicia Bowman. So basically, this is what I sounded like six months ago. But today... I sound like this. I begin every sentence with, in a world. In a world where there were a million mediocre voiceover coaches, where they were like lukewarm roller dogs at 7-Eleven, there was one that stood out head and shoulders above the rest, the one and only Elise Bowman. And she can coach you too. Go to EliseCoaches.com. That's E-L-I-S-E Coaches.com. And you can become a voiceover, too. Now back to my regular voice. That's right. She's like magic, so check her out. And if you have half as much fun as she does, well, she'll have twice as much fun as you. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.